0: Hello, everybody on YouTube, and uh, thanks for watching my videos. Thank you for all my subscribers. Uh, anyone who clicked on this and is going to watch. Um, I know I haven't been making um, a lot of videos because I only make videos to either do a shout out for Aaron for his uh, fair nights or as the Lord leads me. And so this is something that the Lord has led me to share. Uh, I did have another I'm going to say another dream i i'm not 100 sure if this is a tribulation dream or not it wasn't clarified to me whether it was or not but it, it's a very it's another disturbing dream that i don't really want to share i don't like sharing these i just had this dream on the 7th so and that was um i don't looking and today's the eighth so yes it was literally just recent. The Lord did not want me to sit on this one. And uh, I'm going to go into the dream here in just a minute. And I'm also going to read some scriptures. The scriptures don't really go with the dream. They're just scriptures the Lord wanted me to share. And so um, I'm actually going to share my screen before I get started into the dream, because the settings was, um, on, I'm working on sharing. The setting was in a, um, in a hospital and so I just brought up a couple of pictures of what a hospital looks like and as I get into my dream you'll kind of understand why you're looking at kind of like the nurse's station and but um, it starts in a hospital and in my dream I, I was it's, it's very strange it was like I was I was in it but I wasn't in it So I was still observing, but yet there were certain times within the dream that it's like I could feel stuff or I was aware of, of as if I was in it. And so, um, I just, I don't know, it's kind of one of those weird things where you're partially in it, but then you're, you're also observing. And I think the reason why the Lord had me be a part of the dream was to, feel something and, and you'll know what I mean when I get there. So in this dream, um, I'm just gonna say I as if I was the person, but I, I wasn't completely, I was observing most of the time. Um, it's as if I was going in for surgery. I had a, um, some type of surgery to be done. And so as I was going in, into the hospital, I remember being in surgery and this is where it gets kind of strange because in the surgery, I know that, um, I, or this person, I don't think it was me, was under anesthesia, was was already out for that surgery. And the interesting thing is, is that I distinctly remember three other people having surgery. And this is where it gets kind of strange. While the first thing that they do after I'm under, or the, whoever this is I'm under, it's almost like I, I wasn't this person, but I was. And they kind of hunched me over into this weird position. And you're gonna have to look at me for a second. And then they, they, in, they put something right here in the back of the neck on the right side. And I didn't know um, what it was. And in my dream, I knew that this was not something that, um, that was a, a consent. Like nobody consented to this. It was It was kind of this private thing that they were doing and they weren't telling people that they were putting this thing in the back, it was odd because it was like in the back of the neck, but it was specific to the right side. I knew it was the right side and it had to be on the right side. And it was kind of in the neck shoulder kind of area. And, and actually in, in my dream, I was yelling that I did not consent to this. You cannot give this to me and I don't want it. And, um, but then like the scene changes and the reason I'm showing the, um, the nurse's station is the next thing I see is a, two lines at a nurse's station. So imagine two lines of people, it's, it's a busy, it's a hospital, but there's, there's two lines of people and they're waiting and they're, they're just standing in line. And there was probably, I would say 10 to 12 people waiting in line at this, at this nurse station. And I'm not sure why they're waiting. They were, in, I think they were in the hospital And it just seemed like a very long line um, to be at the nurse's station. And there was, I I have to say this before I tell you what happens. And then there was specifically a woman who was standing at the end of the line. And I'm sorry, this is where it gets really, really gross and very disturbing. All at once, every single patient ends up getting um, a bloody nose. They start bleeding out at the nose, and it wasn't a, a little bloody nose. It was gushing, and it was so gross. And within minutes, everybody died who was standing in that line. Like they all collapsed, and they they all got the nosebleeds, and they all collapsed. It, it was it was instant, and I think that it was associated to whatever they had in their neck, and the only person who who didn't die was that one woman who was standing in the back and I don't know why she was there, why she was standing in the back. And then she, she books it out of there. She, she runs and I don't blame her. I would have ran. And at this moment in my dream, I actually, I'm, I'm observing at this, at this point, I wasn't in it. I wasn't, I was watching the line of people. I was seeing what was happening. And I, I fall to my knees and I'm just, I'm sobbing and I'm, and I'm crying and I'm actually praying to the Lord. And, and even part of my prayer was, um, sorry, I have notes was, um, you know, I was, I was actually rebuking the injection in my dream. Um, or I'm sorry, this, I don't know if that's what it was. This whatever the thing, um, I, I'm sorry, I have to be careful with what I say, but whatever the thing was, was that was in the neck. And, um, and then the next thing I saw is that people were actually being hunted down who wouldn't take this thing in the back of their neck. And it was strange, um, that it was on in the neck and it was on the right side. And so maybe there's some symbology in there or symbolism in there. I, I really don't know. I didn't ask the Lord or I asked the Lord for, um, that he would reveal some, some of this to me, but he really didn't. He just told me to get this out there. He told me to share it. And so that's what I'm doing. And um, I also, and I don't know if this is the same lady, but I do remember following or seeing this one lady and she was actually dressed in very nice clothes. She had very nice work attire. and These people, whoever were giving this thing in people's necks, were, um, they were like hunting to her down and she was, she was, she ran away from the hospital and she was running from all these things. And, um, the sad thing is though, I, I saw her get caught. So she was caught by these people. Cause she wouldn't take whatever this thing was in the back of the neck. And I guess I couldn't blame her. She knew, um, what it was doing and what it had done to people. And so it, it was really very disturbing. It was very grotesque and those dreams usually really disturb me and I don't like them. I don't like sharing them. And again, this was just, this was just a dream. Please take it to the Lord, take everything to the Lord. You know, don't, don't take my word for it. Um, You know, not everybody's dreams are from the Lord, but I, I think this is, and, and I don't, I don't know the meaning behind it. I, maybe it means something later and or maybe something has, somebody else has a connection. I don't know. I'm just putting this out there. And, um, so anyway, thank you for listening. And now before I go, though, I do want to share some scripture that the Lord put on my heart to share. And I, I really don't have a message with this, but we're just going to read through some of these scriptures and I believe everything, I mean, I'm reading the Bible, so this it's, it's true, it's true, and the first one that I'm reading is actually in Hebrews, and it's Hebrews 6, 4 through 8, and actually when I read this, I, I actually cried, it was, it was a hard, some of these verses are very hard, um, so anyway, Hebrews talks, it says, it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the world of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain often fallen on it and produces a crop useful, To those whom it is farmed receives the blessings of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. So that's the the first one. And the second one is also in Hebrews 3.12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living god I want you to capture some key phrases in here we'll go back to this one first but it says you know there's there's who have fallen away um this was this was hard for me to chew uh, who have tasted goodness of the word and powers who have fallen away to be brought back so it's very hard it says it's impossible for them to come back to repentance and and that really um really struck a chord you know for me personally and then in this one you know it's it's saying that um see to it brothers and sisters that none of you has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from the living god so let's stay steadfast in the lord and then this one is from second peter uh, two, and it's 20 through 22. And this is the apostle Peter. Peter wrote this. He was God's rock. He was, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, well, same thing. Um, uh, but you know, Jesus is a kind of uh, rock right-hand kind of guy. Uh, he's the one who, um, he, you know, he really loved Peter. Peter loved the Lord. And so Peter wrote in second Peter, uh, two 20 through 22. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the proverbs are true a dog returns to its vomit. And a sow, a sow, pig, that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. I've said this uh, many times. You cannot cherry pick the Bible. You, you have to read the whole thing. I would encourage you to go to all of these, read through Hebrews, read through the letters that Peter wrote. Actually, there's really wonderful things that Peter wrote in his letters, and actually there, he even mentions of the return of Jesus. There's, there's a really cool verse in second, I believe it's to the first Peter or second Peter. I, I can't recall off the top of my head. And I think one of the reasons why I'm, I'm reading these and I'm, I'm just gonna come out and, and actually just say this, I, I do not, and if you disagree with me, that is fine. And um, I actually love other people who disagree with me on this topic. And I, I think they're wonderful. I think they're, um, um, and some people might disagree with me on this, but we are supposed to love everybody and everyone who calls in the name of Jesus. And so that is what I'm going to do. But I do not believe in the once saved, always saved doctrine. And I'm sorry that if you disagree with me, but when I read passages like these, that is why I have a hard time with it. And I know someone very personal to me who was baptized, who went to church for a very long time and who even introduced me to Jesus, who now wants nothing to do with Jesus and wants nothing to hear about Jesus and has a very sinful life and is addicted to alcohol. And and, and this person wasn't always um, this way. And so it's very difficult for me to think that everybody is saved. And I think if you're walking with the Lord, if you truly love Him and, and if you've committed your life to Him, then, then yes, you are saved, you are sealed and you are you are redeemed, and you're going to screw up, and, and it's not perfection, and and we are saved by grace, and it is a beautiful gift, and so I do, yes, I agree with those things, but why then does the Bible talk about so many exhortations to, to hold, to, to be steadfast, to keep, and if, if you continue to read through, it, it talks about these things, and, and to stay with the, the Lord, and I don't think repentance is a, is a bad thing. And, and in fact, I, I'm going to call you to repent. And because in, I know personally for me, when I repent, I draw closer to Jesus when I'm repenting, when I'm telling him, yeah, I'm a screw up. I really messed up today. You know, I could have done that better. And, and I ask for his help. I'm like, Hey, how can you help me better? Help me do this better. You know, I, I didn't do this well. And usually and and i'm not saying that this is there's no special formula for this but that's usually when he shares with me some of these things um and he he, or he'll tell me certain things and um i don't know it just it draws me closer to him and so i'm always going to be a proponent uh, of repentance. I'm always going to be a proponent of reading your Bibles and spending time with the Lord and praying and praying often. And, and so, um, you can disagree with me and that's fine. And if, if you are a once saved, always saved, please do not comment. I, I, I am pretty grounded in, in my belief in this and I'm grounded because of what Hebrew says and what Peter says. And because there are many exhortations in our Bible that tells us to stay steadfast, to run the good race, and the fact that it is a narrow road. It is not a broad road. It is narrow. Many will will find it, but few will take it. It it is not a wide road. And so I, I know that I follow other people who do think this and believe it, and I don't I don't know. I'm, I want to be loving to everybody who is putting out there to know Jesus and who loves Jesus because I am called to also love and to love my neighbors and to be a loving person. And so, um, I just, I just, I don't know. I wanted to put that out there and I always want to, um, to be kind and humble to everybody, but, and that's why I'm always, you know, don't take my word for it and go read it yourself. And, you know, I always think about the parable of, of the soils and, um, I have seen people get choked up by this world and, and that takes them away from Jesus. I have seen people get excited and say the sinner's prayer. And, um, I actually, I, did the sinner's prayer to somebody one time and, and they were excited for a small time and they completely rejected the whole thing did the whole gospel everything and they rejected it and they want nothing to do with it now. and so I, i've just i've seen it happen you guys and i think that that jesus is truly looking for a relationship in all of us. anyway i'm going to end there this is probably getting too long longer i'm probably rambling i wasn't planning on sharing all of this stuff but i i wanted to first of all share that dream because the Lord told me to share it. And then I needed to share these verses, but I think, um, I needed, I needed to share why, um, I don't think I'm I'm wrong in doing that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far and, um, actually, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're like, who's this Jesus character, um, you, you know, why is this lady doing this? Um, you know, I don't know the ABCs like some people, they know it by heart, but it's, it's admitting that you are a sinner. It's coming to Christ. It's believing that Jesus had died on the cross and, uh, that he was, um, he died for three days and he came back to life. He is the Messiah. He's, is, he is the son of God and that, um, he came back to forgive everybody's sins. And, and so I, I think there's more to it than that. You, then if, if you, if you accept Jesus into your life, um, you need to walk into a relationship with him and that's reading your Bibles. It's, um, just getting into the word and, and let him do a good work in you because we can't do it. And, and I'm a, I'm a perfect example of that. I can't do it. And, and I wouldn't want to do my life without him and let him do a good work in you. And before I leave, before I sign off, if you want a Bible, I always say this, if you want a Bible, please um, email me, a child of God, Rose at yahoo.com. And you, you do have to share your address. I always say this, and um, but I would love to get it out to you. So please let me know if that's something you're interested in. Anyway, everyone, just God bless. Um, I pray that everybody's doing well. And I am I am still praying that um, Jesus will return. I am, I am still praying that in um, waiting, For him to come back. And so, have a wonderful and blessed evening.